up everyone welcome to another edition of the brew jackets my name is lance your host as always and tonight we're gonna be talking about injuries as always it seems um it's been a really rough patch here this whole year Uh, (laughs) so we'll see uh let me get one message sent out real real quick nope okay that's all right uh, just gonna see. I think if I had another co-host joining me tonight, uh, it's just gonna be me now for now, anyway. Um, so the last time that uh, we had an episode that wasn't just a pregame or you know uh, an after dark was uh, Tuesday the thirteenth, and I believe that was when we faced the uh, Florida Panthers, which we ended up losing zero to four. Um. Out of the last five games, we are currently um, 0 and 5. <laughs> so, um, you know, not doing too hot, uh, you know, in the record department currently. Not doing too hot at all. Uh, we lost 0 to 4 Florida, 1 to 4 Tampa, 2 to 4 Bruins, 2 to 1 Stars, or I'm sorry, 1 to 2 Stars. And then we lost the Flyers 3 to 5. So, um, you know, the goals against average is not going down at all. In fact, it's probably going up currently, uh, which is really unfortunate. So, and then, uh, you know, out of the last 10 games, we've only won two. Uh, one of which I was lucky enough to be at. And uh, unfortunately, during those 10 games, we had the 9-4 loss to uh, the Buffalo Sabres as well, which was painful. Uh, personally, I thought that after the 9-4 loss, the players uh, were said to have had like a players-only meeting in the locker room. Uh, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of talk with the coaches amongst themselves as well, too. And I had thought that, you know, maybe since then we would, would kind of, you know, kickstart us in gear. It would kind of make us play like differently somehow. I don't know. And for like a minute, I thought it did. I really thought that, you know, they took that loss to heart and they came out and rocked it, uh, you know, for a few games. And, um, you know, unfortunately the, the, the reality is it's just not, it's just not happening. Um, and it's (laughs) just not happening the way that, uh, you know, I'd like to. So we have a lot of, um, I don't know. I want to talk about why we're here, how we got here. Um, and then what we can do to hopefully get out of this position, uh, meaning the Blue Jackets and their losing streak, because it's five in a row now, and that's unfortunate. 
So how did we get here? Um, we cannot avoid talking about injuries. It's just not possible with this team this year. Um, you know, we can start out from the very, very beginning, back when, you know, end of summer, October was still happening, and the very first person that we knew we weren't going to have for this season was Alexander Texier. Um, I hope he's doing extremely well over at, uh, in Switzerland and, you know, near his home in Italy, uh, uh, home in France. Sorry, Texier. Uh, I, ho I hope he's doing well. I mean, that was, uh, you know, we we had some extra depth with him. Um, you know, would he be the only difference maker to this team this year? I don't think so. Um, he would definitely help, but it it is what it is. We knew that coming into this season. Um, so, you know, currently Justin Danforth's out. Torn Labrum. Uh, he had surgery m Monday, and from what I understand, that went well. Um, Jake Bean, also Torn Labrum. Um, he had a successful surgery on Tuesday, I believe. Maybe it wasn't Tuesday. Ruwenski. He's the one with the successful uh, surgery on Tuesday. Uh, Bean has also had surgery, though, since then as well, too. Um, Voracek, very slim chance of returning. Uh don't blame him at all. You know, it's very important that, you know, he takes care of uh, himself uh, first uh, before anything to do with hockey, anything to do with the team. Uh, he's just, uh, he's an important, you know, person. Uh, Adam Boquist, foot. Um, he returned to practice as of, I, I believe, the day uh, of Friday. He returned to practice, and so hopefully here coming up soon, uh, we'll see him making some appearances and games again. Uh, we could definitely use him on the ice, uh, as with all the rest of our injuries. And we're only halfway through the list. Um, another foot close to healed is Nick Blankenberg. Uh, I believe the timeline was supposed to put him back here between Christmas and New Year's, possibly after the first of the year. Uh, we'll see with that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Blankenberg coming back. I think he brings an energy um, to to this team that uh, is is missing right now. Uh, so you can see some of the guys try to pick it up uh, and run with it that way. But man, it, we're just, in my opinion, I think we're really hurting for Blankenberg. Not that he's the only difference maker, um, especially when we have guys like Boone Jenner out. Um, you know, he's had been trying to play with a broken thumb or a fractured thumb recently. So uh, he had surgery on Tuesday. I believe they said it was successful. And then uh, more players. We have uh, one of the newest ones, Shinikov. Uh, he had an upper ankle sprain uh, during last game. I believe it was like in the first period even. And he, uh, he left the game and then has not been back since. And uh, we're going to feel that one for a bit because uh, as I will go over later, um, you know, or you can look at the screen now. Uh, if you're watching on screen, if you're listening, I'll tell you about it. Um, on screen now, I currently have a um, some regular season stats for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and uh, and currently I have highlighted their their points, their point point totals, and I will get to why I find this important here soon. Um, 
Then we have Cole Sillinger. He's out with an upper body, unspecified injury upper body here recently. I hope he gets well very soon as well. Um, then Corpusalo has had a lower body injury uh, that's been a few days now, um, possibly weeks. I'm not sure exactly. That's just seemed unspecified from what I saw. And then, unfortunately, Elvis Mers Leakins um, is quarantined with, I believe, COVID. Uh, he said, uh, from what the post I saw, him and his baby uh, may be sick as well. Um, so that's uh, that's incredibly unfortunate for him and his family. Uh, I hope he feels better soon. Uh, I hope the baby's does well and has zero issue with COVID at all. Um, so that's a huge list. I haven't even counted this list, but it's like an entire team's worth of, of players. So that's part of why we're here. Part. Um, you know, injuries are going to happen. I think this year, especially the players are taking extra time. They're, they're not playing through injuries. Uh, maybe like they would in a season where we were, you know, possible, playoff contentions spots and, and, and whatnot. So I, I do think that's part of it. I think that's in, in a way a blessing that we are able to, you know, heal with all this time and potentially, potentially it really wouldn't be affecting our, our record anyway, <laughs> potentially. Now, the, if we had everybody back right now at one time, I believe this team, I mean, it would be an entirely different team um, out of the, you know, uh, out of all the guys that played on the opening lineup on opening night, I believe we have like seven or eight of them left. Um, and, you know, a few of these are out for this season. We're definitely going to be missing Rowenski all the rest of the season. We're going to be uh, missing Danforth. And so... Uh, and we're definitely going to be missing Voracek. So, like I said, this is part of why we are where we're at. And uh, it's unfortunate that we just have to, I guess, as fans, grit our teeth and bear it uh, because it is what it is. We have zero control over any of that. Uh, even the players don't really have full control over, you know, they don't have control over when they get hurt. Um and not everyone can be like Patrick Line, who is uh, apparently a miracle, magical, healing person. And I hope that Chinikov is able to pick up some of the uh, the Patrick Line magic as well, and maybe come back a little early. Um, but with this season, the way it is, they, uh, if a player is hurt, you might as well just take your full time to recover. There's no rush to be back. There's um, plenty more seasons in their future. So while the guys who were brought in to help us out in this time from the monsters, uh, while they're great, um, the blue jackets are barely an NHL team. Currently many of our players um, are up from the Cleveland monsters. And while they've been playing fantastic, um, an AHL team is just not able to beat an NHL team. You take the best AHL team out there, the absolute top best, and you put them against some of the worst teams in the league, like the Blue Jackets or 
the Ducks or the Blackhawks, and they're not going to win. They're still an NHL team. It's just not possible. Um, you know, as good as these guys are, there are reasons why they are on AHL still, and although they can bring be brought up a few at a time, <laughs> bringing up like 10 of them <laughs> just sucks. Uh, and it's not, you know, not ideal for any team out there at all. Uh, but speaking of, uh, you know, we have Daniil Tarasov, and he's been doing great this year so far. I think, yeah, I saw he had like a, uh, oh, I have the stat right here. He's currently at a uh, 913 save percentage. So currently that's the best on the entire team. Uh, he has 11 games played, which is only one less than Corpusalo and three less than Merzlikens. And so being able to see that and seeing him compete at such a high level, um, you know, just step in and be able to, to, to be there for the team has been really impressive. Uh, currently, excuse me. Oh, I had to, had to yawn there. Um, currently he's, um, the best goalie, according to save percentage, on the team. He only has two wins so far. I'd like to see him get some more wins um, with the, how the rest of the team is. Um, it's just not possible uh, so far. Um, he also has the best goals against average at 3.23 compared to 3.63 and 4.7 with Elvis. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. You know, as someone who's not a mind reader, I'm not sure exactly where, what happened with Elvis, what is happening with Elvis this season. Um, it's just gone down the tubes for him. Um, and just not been good. And unfortunately for him, he's sick and out right now. There's no way that he can improve that. Then fortunately, we do have someone like Daniil Tarasov, uh, as our backup to the backup <laughs> to come in and and do work and and do work well uh we may end up uh seeing um we may end up seeing jet greaves here at some point too he just got brought up sean butchers in chat what's up sean how you doing i'm doing great thanks for asking uh doing great doing better than most of the team right now as they're all um very injured and very well, you know, nursing all that, uh, all their injuries. Um, it's been kind of a rough going for him this year, um, other than just losing. And that's kind of what I'm going through right now um, is just kind of, uh, you know, how we got here, why we're here, um, where we can go from here, if we can go somewhere from here. Um, and I was just talking about, you know, some of the people we were bringing up. Uh, from the Cleveland Monsters. You know, we've had to bring up plenty of people from Cleveland Monsters. Um, currently, the most recent addition is Josh Dunn. Uh, he's a center for the for the Monsters that we've brought up, and he's doing... Um, he hasn't... I haven't seen him skate yet. I haven't seen him play yet. Um, Liam Foodie is also another center that we have brought up. Foodie usually does pretty uh, great. Uh, I got a yawn real quick, sorry. Sean Butcher says, uh, my Preds finally realized they have a team and won against the Oilers. Let's win against the Blackhawks tonight. Yeah, I saw that, man. That's pretty good. I mean, it's been, uh, 
it's been a really rough one for the Blackhawks. I was just digging on them earlier because it's one of the few teams that I think as a Blue Jackets fan, I can still kind of dig on a little bit and make fun of. Um, and uh, knock on wood, you know, it's the NHL. Any team can win any night. It's possible, very possible any team could win any night. Um, but the Blackhawks have really, uh, really been bunging it up pretty hard this year. I heard they're shopping for a trade or shopping to get rid of Seth Jones here recently as well. You know, he's a former Blue Jacket, and uh, it'd be interesting to see. Just would be. Uh, I don't think that, I don't know. I mean, while we could use him, his his salary is just so high. Granted, we have the room now that everyone's on injured reserve. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think we, we'll see him in our future. Um, but uh, a couple other people that the Blue Jackets have brought up tonight. Um, not tonight, I'm sorry. Brought up recently. Uh, Marcus, uh, or, I'm sorry, Kirill Marchenko. He's got two goals so far. He's been playing awesome uh, for us. And I really think that he has a bright future ahead of him. Um, I'd like to see him, even when people are coming back from healing, maybe get still get some time on the uh, up here in the NHL. Carson Meyer's been there. Um, it's kind of <laughs> I, I felt really bad the other day. He was playing a game and he got mad at you know one of the uh, opposing players from the opposing team, and he went up to him, pushed him. The guy didn't even like move. And the guy just kind of laughed in his face. And, yeah, I mean, Meyer is, like, like was shorter than him, skinnier than him. And, you know, if we can, you know, get some muscle on some of these guys too, uh, you know, it's not always, like, the easiest thing. It's not something you can just do overnight. Um, you know, maybe we'll see some some better playing too. Um, Tim Burney has been doing great for us, in my opinion. Um, I saw him, I believe, in person. Uh, his, for his first game against uh, Florida, the Florida Panthers. And one thing I noticed with him was that he, um, when he was playing defense, like in the offense, when we were on offense, he, you know, he really creeped in on the point. And, uh, oh, Sean Butcher says, I feel bad for Jackets fans. Like, it's so hard to watch your team be in the bottom of the division. Yes, it is, especially, especially since this was not planned. Um, with some other teams, the Blackhawks, for example, the Ducks, um, they knew where they were going to be at this summer. You know, um, after the signing of Johnny Gaudreau, after... Um, you know, everything that was done in the off season, uh, comparing to last season where like we started to do a little bit better at the end of the season, you know, the hopes and dreams of the blue jackets, um, fans, I think were dashed a little bit. Um, you know, honestly speaking though, um, getting Johnny Gaudreau took our, um, expectations from, you know, a mid-level to a high level. Like everyone's like, Oh yeah, we're getting into the playoffs this year. And uh, we just don't have the we don't have the manpower for that. Uh, and one player isn't going to be the the single difference maker in that as well. So um, <laughs> Sean Butcher says, "I don't know what I expected from the Jackets this year, but this sure wasn't uh, this." Yeah, absolutely. This has been super rough. Um, 
Super rough, especially with the injury. Like the injury, that's, I just can't stop talking about it because it, it's hard not to. There's something new every single night. I mean, the last game, Chinikov got injured. He's out four to six weeks now with a high ankle sprain. And we just can't escape it. It's it's pretty brutal. Um, pretty, pretty brutal. Um uh, some other guys we got coming up uh, that we've had up to. We have uh, Marcus Bjork up currently. Uh, is it Hayden Hayden Christensen, is that what his first name is? Um, Jack Greaves was just brought up, and of course we have the wonderful Tarasov. Um, these dudes are all fantastic players in their own right, and many of them probably deserve to be in the NHL spot um, with or without injuries. But at the end of the day, having that many um, AHL teams, um, team teammates, team uh, players on on an NHL team is just not does not an NHL team make. Uh, Sean Butcher asks, "What site do I use for my stats?" Currently, I am using HockeyReference.com. Uh, there is a hyphen in between hockey and reference, and um, it's pretty solid. I do like it better than. Um, ESPN is pretty bare bones. I mean, uh, for the most part, but I do like it better than um, the ESPN one. Or uh, and like so, like the the reason why I'm using this one too um, is so I was trying to find up uh, some season stats here um, for the Blue Jackets. Obviously, as I'm you know talking about them, but um, The NHL, like the official uh, website, NHL ones. Um, so they have like their stat page is okay, but the one of the biggest stats that I'm going to talk about here soon is the uh, average time on ice, and they didn't even have that on the Blue Jackets stat page. So I wanted to get something a little more in depth, um, a little more, you know, um, just more broad i guess and and covering a lot more things so and as you can see um hockey reference has um everything from shootout results penalty shots uh, advanced stats all the way down here too um and it's just very very handy like for instance i didn't know gavin bayruther was 28 oh yeah i forgot we brought up bayruther too and bemstrom's been up and uh, everyone's been up David Yerchek's played a couple games for us, which we'll talk about him in a bit, actually. Got a couple uh, prospects. Yeah, Sean, uh, definitely check it out. Um, During games, I use the NHL.com Game Center. um, So that way I can see, like, exactly, like, who got the shot. Sometimes it's confusing, like, every now and then. Who got the assists. Uh, I like watching that um, develop as the play goes on. It's a... it's just an interesting way. I, it's just how I like to watch hockey. Um, I do that with baseball as well, too. I really like the stats aspect of things because stats don't lie. They don't always tell the full story, but they don't lie. And, um, yeah, like I said, we're gonna, we're about to get into this here really shortly. Um, so I was, might as well get into it right now. Okay, so the point that I'm trying to make here... Let's see, I have another page of notes right here. The point that I'm trying to make right here is looking at the average time on ice. Let's look at who has some of the least minutes on the entire team. Uh, not including, oh yeah, I'll include literally 
all the young guys, um, except for the um, the AHL guys. Uh, I I don't think that you know they just gonna, are going to have less games. Um, they might have some less less time here and there. Sean says, if my Preds kick it out of a six losing streak, I think yours can. Oh my god, I hope so. Yeah, it's been five games. We're zero and five in the last five. Hell, we're only two and eight in the last ten. Like, I, at least I was at one of the wins. That's all. It was in overtime, and it was the weirdest, flukiest goal like ever. It got kind of punched in, then hit in by their own team. I think, um, I think we can dig this out, but it's gonna take, um, it's gonna take something. And I, I, I think I may, you know, cover this here in, in a little bit. Um, some of our players that are producing the most are producing with some of the least amount of time average time on ice and i'm just not sure why we're they're not seeing more time on the ice then if they are simply producing then why not have them produce and be out there um I, I mean, from what I uh, understand from like a post I was reading, um, Brad Larson, head coach, had sat uh, Marchenko after he made a few mistakes in, in a game like pretty recently. Sexfine.info says hot girls here free. Um, block user. Get fucked, dude. Oh, sorry about that. Had a bot enter the chat. um so yeah the um the young guys they're producing like look at our number four actually tied for fourth so this stat's kind of weird since patrick line has played 10 less games than like the majority of people here um players on our team due to uh you know he missed uh part of the first part of the season with uh with that elbow injury and uh you know, so tied for third with points is Line, Johnson, and Roslovic. And simply looking at their average time on ice. So Johnson has 13.30 average time on ice. That's three minutes behind Roslovic and six minutes behind Patrick Line. Now, like I said, Line has played a lot less games. So we're probably going to see a lot more out of him yet this year. Uh, Sean Butcher says my coach is a joke. They put our lead goal scorer Philip Forsberg on the fourth line. Like I don't know what the fuck that was, but whatever it was, we won with it. I just hope it works for the better. You know, Sean, I um, I'm seeing some things like that um, with our coaching as well. Um, you know, put making some weird lines like um, you know, and recently so. I'm sure you're aware of who Patrick Line and John Gaudreau are. They were, you know, on our top line together, playing together, and it just wasn't producing right, it felt. Something weird was happening there, and they split them up, and as soon as they get split up, you know, then we're back to producing um, at least a little bit. And, you know, that's, um, that's a coaching decision. The players cannot do much about that. I mean, they could just, produce like while they're playing together but i really feel like maybe they're both trying to feed each other with that um as opposed to 
at least being greedy and take the shot. And Forsberg's a solid player. Um, he's a very solid player. So I'm really surprised to see him down the fourth line. Um, like you said, though, with if it whatever it works, it works. Um, I'm just I'm not seeing much that's working with the Blue Jackets. So it's hard to even like repeat something if we're not like nothing's working ever. Um, you know, and and I know they watch film. I know they study film. They have to. It's uh, there's a whole film coach who um, you know he's looking games weeks ahead. You know, for that film, so that way he can discuss this with the um, with the team and with the with the coach, the head coach, and everything as well. Um, it's just really interesting. So, and with that Goudreau line a line, we had Johnson. Okay, okay. So recently, uh, we had um, Kent Johnson on the line with Goudreau and line is being the center for them. And uh, I feel like that went like well, uh, or at least it looked well uh, because Johnson's doing amazing. Like the kid has 16 points in 29 games. So does Jack Roslevic. Jack Roslevic also gets like three minutes more, which could potentially be, you know, what, like three to five, six shifts more a game. Than Kent Johnson, and if Brad Larson is going to punish players by sitting them for mistakes, then why is he not rewarding players for producing with more time? It just—it's not an equal reaction to me it's like you can't even play yourself back into like getting more minutes and i fully understand kent johnson is very young i fully understand that and that there should be some more development time the time for development this year is just it just sucks it's just we're not we don't have the ability to um pussyfoot around and take our time with it <laughs> dale altman says we suck again uh, I don't know if you can say again. I just think it never stopped. There was just like a, a few years in the Blue Jackets where there was a glimmers of hope. <laughs> nah, they did really well for a few years. And, you know, um, I will definitely, I'll be getting to that here real shortly as well. Um, so just one, uh, here's one player of, of several that has some of the least amount of time yet is producing some of the most. And uh, here we have, yeah, uh, Chinikov. Um, also, he's got oh, Haas says just stopping in to say what up and go CB jig. Let's go. Thanks for stopping by, Haas. Appreciate it. How are you guys doing tonight? I hope you're doing well. I saw you were guys were on your own podcast here. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, you're on Jeff uh, Strawberry Ice's podcast here recently. Um, all right, let me get this link set out real quick. Um, sending out a link. I'll have some more uh, people joining us here, and I'm just gonna throw this up in the group chat. Sweet. Um, all right, we'll just wait on them a bit. Well, I'm, I'm still gonna keep talking about what I was talking about. Um, okay, cool. That's just to react. So. As I've I said this before, too, this is not my first time bringing this up. This is like literally like three or four weeks in a row that I've brought this up, and it's getting sick. Brad Larson 
somehow you listen to this, give some more minutes to the guys who are producing the most. That's just simply it. See if they can continue producing the most. Um, uh, Yegor Chinikov has 13 points in, in 30 games. Uh, also, someone else who has 13 minutes, 15 seconds of, of uh, average time on the ice. That's just not enough. Um, now, granted, like I said, we need some time. You know, we do need to develop these young guys somehow. You know, if we just go ahead and throw them in into the NHL experience without, you know, properly developing them, uh, it could bruise their, uh, you know, could hurt their mental aspect of their game. Uh, maybe they could get hurt easier since they're smaller, younger. Um, who knows? Uh, people, from what I say, it can ruin a player by throwing them in there too early. I don't think we have a choice, though, this year. And that's just part of the way it is. But then when they are actually in there and they're producing some of the most on the team, why not? Like, is it just because they're young? Kent Johnson, 20. Yeor, 21. I mean, below that, um, another guy who's been producing, I'm going to skip over Sean Corrales for reasons. Uh, he's one, I don't, I don't know. He, I think part of where his average time on the ice comes from is because he has so many penalty minutes. But Oh, here we go. How's it going? You are on air with us live right now. Did you freeze? I think his camera might have froze. Oh, there you are. What's up? What's up? How you doing, Kev? <laughs> we'll figure it out here. Um, I'm not currently able to hear you, man. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, I'm not able to hear you. If you leave and come back in, I'll get you back up here on the screen again if you do that. And hopefully it'll work then for you. Um, yeah, so Eric Robinson is actually producing more than what it looks like. Like it, it doesn't feel like he's producing like shit at all, but like here's the the points leaders and he's number 9 also with under 14 minutes of time. Still not able to hear you, Kev. When you first came in, I heard like a bunch of background noise around you, and then it just stopped all of a sudden. So I'm not sure. Um, maybe there's another program trying to use your mic or something. I'm not entirely sure. Bear with us for our uh, live video watchers. Just bear with us for a second as we get uh, to dealing with this. Um yeah, unfortunately, we just lost Boone Jenner for four to six weeks with that thumb injury too, and so we'll uh, we aren't going to see him as a points leader here um, either. But um, yeah, Kev, you might want to leave and come back, possibly. <laughs> trying to get you something set up there. Oh, there he went. Okay, well, hopefully we'll see him soon. Um, yeah, so that's just um, where I'm at again. Like, like I, I've mentioned this literally like every week for like the last three to four weeks that like 
some of our biggest producers are some of the least amount of time on the ice. And it's like, it just doesn't quite make sense to me. They're doing more with less. Why not give them more? Oh, yes. Just got a text from Kevin saying that. Sean says, the Preds have an obsession with goalies. I swear our top prospect is a goalie from the KHL. We need some freaking goal scores. Uh, dude, We I feel like the Blue Jackets have an issue with that as well, too. Like, um, like some, they have a... Oh, I guess maybe not as much. We have a very well-rounded prospect pool. Uh, what's the name of him? <laughs> Sean says, you got this, Kevin. There we go. What's up, man? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, I hello. can hear you loud and clear. How you doing tonight, Kevin? Good, 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 good. Hell yeah, <laughs> nice to see you. Yeah, cool so I just... Sweatshirt. I just yeah, thank you. Yeah, I got this on my trips to Columbus. Let's see. There you go. Right there. Ooh. Nice. Anyway. That's pretty cool. Uh, no, so um, I, I just saw your message, so that's why I'm hopping on, and I'm doing this from my phone because I'm hanging out at my niece's house. So. Oh, yeah, dude, I, no worries. No worries. Yeah, I appreciate the appearance. For, yeah, hey, listen. Well, I, I, I'm going to – no, I'm gonna. You've been doing a great job with this, so I'm gonna try to add something to this besides me just popping in here and there. Like I know I told you in the text messages, I got ideas and stuff, but that's another. Oh, yeah. Besides the point. Oh, hit it up. What do you want? Yeah. Oh, I asked Sean what his goalie was the for the Preds. Yaroslav Askarov. <laughs> That's pretty dope. I'm glad that they at least have him. That's pretty cool. Sorry, did you, Kev? Was there something that you wanted to add? You said that um, so far that you had wanted to add specifically about what I've been chatting about tonight or anything. Um, so far, I, I've covered injuries. <laughs> That's dude. That, it's so hard. Like, how do you not talk about injuries? You know what, though. I, the last time I can think it was this bad was the 2019-2020 season and just a lot of injuries and other just bad stuff going on. But you know what? To the Blue Jackets' credit that season, they just pl plugged right through. They just never gave up, and they made found, found their way to the playoffs that year knocking out Toronto. So it's like yeah, that one probably isn't going to be <laughs> – That one won't be this year. No, but so it's probably not going to happen this year. But like that same attitude that they used during for the 2019 2020 season is what they can use for then. It's like it sucks having these injuries, but you just keep on going and try, you know, try your best. And to your credit, that's they've played good for the most part with all the things considered in, in injuries and stuff. Yeah. Well, something I, I brought up earlier in the show here was that, like, all these the, the guys we're bringing up from the AHL are all quality players, and some of them do deserve in their own right to probably be in the NHL. But when we have a team of AHLers going up against NHLers, look, it just they're they're just not in the NHL yet. There's a reason. No, like, like, right. I said, like, the absolute worst team in the NHL could beat the absolute best team in the AHL. That's just a fact. Correct. It just is. 
and that's I, we're almost having an AHL team out there at some point. So. And, and I, I always see uh, that a similar thing. It's like, oh, what if the best team in college football could they beat you know any team in the NFL? It's like, no, not even no. close. <laughs> they would get laid I, out. Right, because you could have a team like you know Alabama or Ohio State that have been good for years and won national championships, but they're still going to get their butt beat in because there is such a difference between the NFL and college football. Even the worst <laughs> yeah. NFL team is better than the best college football team because it's bigger, faster, stronger, and everything else. And it's a yeah. similar hockey. Now, you, so, you could maybe take a, a, like a great coach and throw them to the NFL. And sure, yeah, they could could do maybe okay. Now, they didn't do very good with uh, the Jaguars. <clears throat> but um, <laughs> so, you know. All I'm saying is maybe Trent Vogelhuber could do a great job. <laughs> right. So uh, we'll see, though. So, oh, what I was just bringing up here. Um, oh, actually, okay. So really, really quick. I'm past the halfway point, but I need to do an ad read real quick. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start this real quick. Dang, I always bring in, bring up the wrong script every <laughs> single time. How is this one? Well, you know what? It's more genuine, though, that you <laughs> yeah, that you that you take time to pull it up and you just don't All have right. it. But... I think I found it. If this is the wrong one, I'm sorry, THPN and DraftKings. But here we go. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that was enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and you get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. So um, check out the disclaimers and anywhere I posted the anywhere this is uh, located for, you know, if you have a gambling problem, make sure you take care of that. Yes. Um, and don't be gambling. <laughs> Bad, bad gambler. No, I'm just playing. Uh, Gamble responsibly. You know, and uh, I guess if you would have bet the Jackets to lose the last five games in a row, you probably would have some extra money at least to dry the tears of uh, Land. So good at sponsors. Oh man, I was just meant to read, just meant to read ads, man. Yeah, uh, got to do it. That's part of the deal. Uh, I don't mind doing it. I, I, I have fun like trying to put on some sort of like an official kind of more voice and, and making it seem a little more uh, trying to make it seem more professional here and there as well. Yeah. Um, so what I was bringing up before um, uh, you had entered in was basically if you can see them on my, you probably can't, you're on your phone. Uh, so I have some stats brought up and basically I was highlighting that Kent Johnson and Yegor Chinikov um, are two of our best point scorers. Um, with having some of the least amount of ice time, they built uh, Johnson with three and a half, 13 and a half minutes average time on the ice with Chinikov with 13, uh, 15 seconds, 13 minutes, 15 seconds average time on ice. 
and how yet there, you know, Kent Johnson's tied up there with Roslovic. Line A, I'm passing a little bit on Line A since he has only had 19 games, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're all uh, they're all there. Sean yeah. Butcher says he sucks at betting and just can't stop. You'll win one day. Dude, that's right. That's right. You're the one that uh, that has some of the big bets going on right now, yeah? Well, maybe uh, if you listen to us, maybe you'll see how the Blue Jackets go and maybe you can you know, use some of our advice. <laughs> um, yeah. Bet against them. No, but you know what, though? It's a credit to how Ken Johnson and Yegor Chinikov are playing, that they're given the ice time that they're given, and they're playing awesome. And because of their awesome play, it has earned a more uh, playing time. And if Chinikov doesn't get hurt, I would have suspected he probably would have gotten even more playing like how Kent Johnson has gotten even more playing time and it's only two games and it's a small sample size but he's looked so far with lining Gaudreau lining Gaudreau in the whole line it was that uh, it was a good look for us I think as the blue jackets I thought it looked really nice um you know and um yeah like they're doing more with less efficiency it's so efficient, and yet, you know, they're still not like, yeah, you're right. Ken Johnson is getting a bit more time here. I mean, basically, they're forced, they're being forced to play that hand more. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's something to be said about making sure young players develop properly, but then also if they're already producing at this kind of level, um, maybe throw them a couple more minutes. Like, so, like the other night, you know, apparently from what I uh, had heard or read online, um, Marchenko was sat on the bench due to for like a punishment thing or something. Like he made a mistake and Larson just sat him from there on out. Um, well, if you're going to do that, then are you going to play them when they do better then? Because um, Sorry. You know, we can see that. So, but then, uh, so I, I'm going to talk about Roslovic real quick. I'm I talk about something to be said, a quote that I remember that Brad Larson said in a press conference recently, which is, you ha- another side of this development thing is you have to be careful with it. You don't want to just throw someone in there just because they have to be ready for it. And if you throw someone in there when they're not ready for it, you're just throwing them to the wolves and it could screw up their confidence and potential development. It, it could screw up their mental health so um, a bit. Ready for kind of have yeah. ready for it. Yeah. But their, their play is proven that they deserve it now and they will get more playing more playing time yeah and I, I would like to see that you know just simply because you know um one of the biggest things i think as a as a blue jackets fan this year we have to look forward to is is our prospects uh we were already talking about them you know back in summer all the way till now and seeing where some of them can be you know we got to see david Yurichek uh, skate twice this year um good and you know just just pretty cool um, yeah, but, but let's uh let's talk about some of our um veterans here a little bit. Um, so yeah. is in the top 10 points leaders, and out of these top 10 points leaders right here, so we have um Goudreau, Jenner, Line, Johnson, Roslovic at five. Well, he's tied with Johnson and Line, Nyquist, Chinikov, Corrali, Robinson, and Gavrikov. For those of you listening on audio and can't see my stat page here, um. So the only person in the top 10 with a worse shot percentage than Jack Roslovic is um, 
Vladislav Gavrikov, and he's the defender. So this is where like like Roslevic had a great game the other night, um, yep. and he and he is a a great NHLer. He's not, you know, doesn't belong on an NHL team, um, but with a six point three shooting percentage as you know as a forward, like that's rough. Um, in yeah. fact, our, our the best shooting percentage I think on the whole team is Kent Johnson. Uh, other well, Dan Fort doesn't necessarily count, and Marchenko, but mm-hmm. you know he's got like three games, so something <laughs> to consider. But it's still good that he's got a good shooting percentage, even if it's only a small sample size. Yeah, but, but to um, Rockwick's credit, though, once they put him with Line A and who you know, yeah, right, he's been much better, and, and it's just, and we um, do need him to pass to them. You know, we do need that. So that's interesting. I just wanted to bring it up. You know, Roswick's been, uh, like, I don't mean to just pick on him, pick on him, but, like, he's been kind of having a kind of rough year this year. Um, as uh, as has Robinson. Even though they're up here with points, they're just, when I see Roswick winding up for a shot, I'm thinking this is going wide. <laughs> this goes going over, you know. Um, but. Yeah. He may see a lot more time in center now, too. Well, at, at, you know, at the higher lines because yep. Jenner's crazy. My thing with Rob, uh, with the Robinson is that he's so good and so fast, but man, he, I don't think that for some people they're too fast for their own good because the feet don't <laughs> catch up with the rest of with the, the hands. Body. Yeah. And the hands don't catch up with the rest of the body. He creates so many opportunities that. He's just too fast for his own good. And sometimes he just, it's too late, doesn't have enough room to shoot, or he shoots it and he doesn't hit the net. And it's like, oh, man, yeah. you would just hit the net on some of those shots. It would, it would be, be almost guaranteed. <laughs> and like the thing is, when he's done it, he's hit the net, he's scored goals. And it's just like, oh, man, if you could just do that a lot more often. <laughs> more often. Right. Be a little bit, just a tiny, tiny little bit more. Uh, accurate, you know, get that six percent up to you know a ten percent, a nine percent. Um, you know, because he's that type of player for a third or fourth line guy that you want to root for and you want to play a lot because everything is so fast. He's uh, got hometown guy, you know, it, 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 you know. So if Robinson, and I want to see him do good. So if Robinson could just hit the hit the net more. And then, like that, I think it was a couple games ago. He hit the net and he scored a goal. And I remember reading it on Twitter after the game. After the one, like, oh my god, he hit the net. Yeah, yeah, that's been. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, because if at least we're not gonna, if we're gonna give up as many goals, maybe we can hopefully score a few more too. But um, that's, well, so, and that's the story of the Blue Jackets so far. They're good on. That offense. was kind of last year too. Yeah, it was this, this this past season and this season. They're good on offense, and sometimes defense is not, not the greatest. That's the way she goes. Um, so we are kind of entering into like the final segment of the show here. Um, I, I just want to talk a little bit about um, a couple <laughs> things, hopefully that are a little bit more happier, maybe I guess. Um, the Blue Jackets signed Justin Richards to a two-way deal. Um, He's the son of uh, former Blue Jackets coach Todd Richards. Hey, Sean Butcher. Have a good night, man. Thanks for coming out. I always appreciate talking with you. 
And uh, he played, uh, Richard's, Richard's son played in the Blue Jackets youth hockey program. Yeah. I thought that was really neat. The son of a former head coach, that Todd co- Richards. Yeah. So cool. Uh, just wanted to bring that up. And it's a two-way deal, so that way he's able to, you know, come up to the um, NHL as well as, you know, down to, he'll be paid differently if he when he plays NHL games compared to playing AHL games. Um, so that's pretty neat. Um, a couple other uh, interesting or like tidbits about some prospects here. So the Blue Jackets are going to have three prospects this year in the IIHF World Juniors Tournament that happens in Canada. Yeah. Um, that starts Boxing Day, 1226, uh, the day after Christmas. And last year, Canada won with our very own Kent Johnson scoring the winning goal against Finland. Um, the three prospects we have this year are all on the same team. Yep. They're uh, all on Czechia. Yep. Czechia, Czechia. Hey, that's a mouthful. It I, is. Um, <laughs> they are David Yurchek. We got uh, Stanislav Svozel and uh, Martin Rasavi. Rasavi? Rysev. Uh, Rysevi? It's I, got a Y at the end of it. It's spelled it's, like R-Y-S. It's like Rysevi. It's also one of those European-sounding names that's kind of hard to say. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just so many Ys. And so, you know, I'll definitely I'll be paying attention to that. I'll be watching. I watched the um, United States, uh, what was it, United States-Sweden, uh, like pre-tournament match today or something. It was pretty good. Um so some notable people who have not made it. So Jordan Demai was invited to Canada and then did not make it. Oh, and I, a lot of people are saying that was a bad move. He should have been. Paid. There's the only reason why is Canada is once as many 19 year old players as possible. And mm-hmm. Dumai is 18. And they just want 19-year-olds. One, I think they're trying to develop them to get them on to the next leagues. Two, they want the oldest ones because they have more muscle and they're bigger, probably. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure we'll see him there next year. Right. You know, because Canada, they probably have like the pick of the litter. I mean, they can pretty much get whoever they want um, for the team. Uh, and then uh, Hreshuk is not on Team USA. He was also invited to Team USA and did not make the final cut. Yeah. Um, something interesting about uh, Jordan Dumai, Dumay. Yeah. Is um, he's, so he, he, he's in the QMJHL, and he is second <laughs> second behind Connor Bedard. So it's just interesting that the number one draft pick for next year, everyone's already been talking about half the year, as uh, is the only person that Jordan Dumai is not not better than. So pretty interesting, I thought. It was pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, okay, so I have two final things here. Two final things that I'm super excited about. Well, that are some good news, some yeah. great news. This is the best news that possibly have could have come out of this entire season. Um, the Columbus Blue Jackets just very recently have put in a uh, Schmidt sausage vendor in nationwide arena thank the good lord oh god schmitz is so good it's so good and the they're allergy friendly so like i can eat the, at least the 
the sausages and everything there. Right. I can't do the buns, but I'm I'm excited for that. I saw some pictures though of the line, and I'm not excited about waiting in that line for that. But well, I get there pretty early usually. They're at the crew games too. Oh really? You I can get that crew game. Nice. I think that um. I've been seeing some other talk about it. I really think that, you know, getting some more local local vendors in the nationwide arena, it would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, one that comes to mind for me is Buckeye Donuts. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure if they're quite big enough to be able to, like, because they do a lot of business, but, like, is their business actually big enough to produce, like, as many donuts as they would need? <laughs> You or, know, for a sports team, basically. yeah, as well as doing their other business as well, you know. Yeah. So it's like, uh, but I would love to see Buckeye Donuts in there, that would be great. Um, yeah. maybe, uh, maybe and some roosters. The, the closest thing to a local thing that the Blue Jackets had for a Blue Jackets game is Skyline Chili, yeah. Even though, t- okay, so Skyline Chili, you can find them all over Ohio, but that's more of a Cincinnati thing than it is a Columbus. Yeah. But it, it was still it's still cool to see that that was an Ohio thing was there, and it's even better that we have a Columbus thing now with yeah, Schmidt, ah, oh. because German Village and in, um, in Columbus is 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 one of the oldest. It's like one of the the oldest towns in or parts of a town, I guess, um, oldest settlements in Ohio in general, and yet then they they have. So many cool things down down that area too. They have the book loft. They got bakeries down there. They got Schmidt's Autobahn buffet. You can yep. eat all you want. And uh, those cream puff things look amazing. They're huge. I've had one. Nice. So I've had one too before all the allergy stuff. Well, they were. I, it was the delicious. I was a couple years ago. I was there in Columbus for a playoff game, and it was the day before the playoff game. And I was at Schmidt's, and I had a, a, good, a good chicken dish there, vegetables. Oh, good. You get some schnitzel? No, it was like some other chicken dish. dish. Oh, okay. And then I had a cream, a cookies and cream cream buff to go with it. So good. So good. It was so good. All right, just send out a message real quick, and then – so. Also, Out of everything, oh sorry, continue. And yeah, you know, we've talked about you know the the depth from the from the AHL. It's a tribute to what Yarmo and JD have done for the Blue Jackets, showing that they have good depth if they have to use it. Yeah, right. And hopefully, we develop. We are able to de- develop those people. Um, uh, you know, before we throw them to the wolves, basically before we. Right. You know, just have to use them because we're having to use some guys right now. And that's uh, an unfortunate reality of where we're at. Um, so the final um, good thing I have, the, the last little piece of good news I'd like to leave everyone with is the Cleveland Monsters had their teddy bear toss and they got a record. 12,476 teddy bears for the, or I'm sorry, stuffed animals really, for the teddy bear toss. That is a new record for them, which is awesome. I'm glad to hear that for them. I'm really happy for them. I wish I could have participated. I've been sick for the last uh, week and a half, so I was not able to participate. Um, 
So um, great for them. I'm really happy about that. It's something cool they always they do every year. Uh, I know some other AHL teams do it. I think there's some like some like security or like like some risk that a lot of like NHL teams don't do that for some reason. Um, I think there's just less fans at, at AHL games, and I don't know they they don't do it for NHL. Um, oh really? Oh yeah, Ohio State did too. I forgot to look up the uh, stats on that. How many? Uh, how many uh, teddy bears they got? Yeah, but um, also I'd like to make I would like to make a comment on a recent passing of an Ohio sports legend wearing my Reds hat. And that, oh yeah, that uh, be Tom Browning, a real good pitcher. For Reds in in the for the Reds in the eighties. He's the only Reds pitcher to throw a perfect game, and he helped him win a World Series in the night. <laughs> the only one to throw a perfect game. Wow. Only Reds pitcher. That's pretty nuts. In Reds history to throw a perfect game, and he helped him win a World Series in the 90s. Nice. I did see – I saw some news about that. That's really unfortunate and sad to hear. Uh, you know, thinking of his family, you know, especially this time of year, thinking of his family and and hope they're, uh, they're doing well, coping well. It's uh, – you know, awkward time of year to, uh, or an unfortunate time of year for, it's never a good time for anyone oh, to pass no. away, but this time of year makes it especially hard too. And I, that's unfortunate. I, I do. You don't want to lose anyone, but this is like even, an even worse time. To... <laughs> so. Yeah. Yep. So, oh. well, yeah. that's, uh, Browning. Nice. Um, so that brings us pretty much to the end of our uh, end of our episode tonight. Um, we've covered a lot of things. Um, hopefully, here in a week's time, um, we'll uh, yeah check out Union Blue Soldiers on Twitter. They're pretty cool. They post cool stuff. Um, and um, yeah, so basically, um, I'm hoping that there's a bunch be- better news by next week. I mean, at least something more fun. Maybe we'll get some. Uh, you know, maybe the uh, Czechia team will do really well in the IHF tournament. I'm going to be rooting for them this year. Um, and hopefully everything goes well with that. Um, but I'd like to send a thank you out to all of our audio listeners out there, um, all of our uh, live watchers tonight, all of our chatters. Thank you, Sean and Dale and Haas. And uh, thanks to anyone watching the recording of this on YouTube or wherever you may catch this uh, All right. check out uh brew jackets on twitter at brew jackets pod and um have yourself a wonderful night we will not see you until after christmas so ha- everybody have a merry christmas happy holiday hanukkah kwanzaa whatever you may celebrate and um we'll see you soon we'll be back soon